growing green to generate more green. Welcome to The Grow Show with Kyle Cushman. Each week we plant the conversational seeds about cultivation and the changing climate of cannabis culture. We'll peel back the layers of benefits of the world's most versatile plant, from food to fuel, from remedy to resource. CannabisRadio.com proudly presents The Grow Show with your host, multi-award winning grow master and respected cannabis consultant, Kyle Cushman. Hello and welcome all you canasaurs, canathusiasts, and ganjapreneurs. Welcome to another rousing episode of The Grow Show on CannabisRadio.com. I am your host, Kyle Cushman. Today we are talking with an activist and patient advocate, Heather Manis, about the endocannabinoid system, educating patients, and pushing past the stigma in the medical community. Known to many as Nurse Heather, originally when I met her, I thought she was just one of those 420 nurses decked out in the sexy attire just to grab attention, which she does, but that was a bad assumption. Heather is actually a registered nurse who has dedicated her life to educating both the public and healthcare professionals about the many medicinal uses of cannabis. Originally from New Mexico, she relocated to Arizona to head up what was at the time the only legal cannabis infusion kitchen in the state. And as founder of the Arizona Cannabis Nurses Association, she led the fight to add PTSD to the qualifying conditions list for medical marijuana patients and won. Named Cannabis Activist of the Year for 2015 at the Cannabis Business Awards, Nurse Heather travels across the country speaking at major industry and activism events. You can't miss her. With her trademark braids and big smile, she's larger than life and spreading the good news about cannabis. She also has her own podcast on CannabisRadio.com called Good News with Nurse Heather, and I'd like to suggest you check that out. Heather Manis, welcome to The Grow Show. Ah, oh, thank you so much, Kyle. This is this. I've been waiting to be on your show, my friend. We've been spreading good news on Good News with Nurse Heather, but now I get to be here on the ultimate amazing grow show with Kyle oh, Cushman. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> I seem to see you at every single cannabis event that I attend. You are an extremely active activist. You know, when I received the award in December for Activist of the Year, I have to admit that I sort of shied a little bit and went, oh, I'm not really an activist. I'm a nurse and I'm a patient advocate. But then I had someone tell me, an activist is someone who sees that something is wrong and they act on it to make it better. And they said, you have acted on it and that I'll take. So I'd like to make sure that I'm there and I'm present and I show up. And so that's, that's where we see each other because you're exactly the same way. You know, activist is one of those distinctions or monikers or job, whatever you want to call it, that kind of chooses you. At least it did for me. I didn't ever set out to be an activist, but I certainly fall into that category. Yeah, and I think it has to do, you know, when they gave me the award, they were saying, activists are those that you see dressed in rainbow clothes and holding the big signs and whatever. And I thought to myself, I think I'm the quietest activist there is because when we did our work in Arizona, we did that through court. It was the only way to really get anything done. And so we quietly did the work. Things started happening. A lot of folks didn't even know who was behind it or how it was happening. But I think that being a quiet activist and just a very busy activist, <laughs> Activist is good, and I'll, I'll take that name any day of the week. Absolutely. So rather than making a list of places you think you need to go, you just go where you need to be. That's it. I've really made a name for myself in this industry because 
as a nurse, I assess situations, I assess people, and then I try to fill the needs, fill those holes. And so in this industry, oddly enough, there are lots of opportunities when you start filling holes and you never know exactly what's going to happen when you do that. But it's been a beautiful thing and I wouldn't change it for the world, really. It's been a great journey to be on. It certainly is a great camp to enlist into the cannabis culture. In your own words, can you give us a quick background, you know, for for the people who are not familiar with your work? How did you end up in Arizona being a major mouthpiece for the medical marijuana cause? Well, it actually, people ask me, how did you get into the industry? And I said, it was a baby that fell in my lap and I just started taking care of it. Um, (laughs) This is the truth. I was a home health psych nurse in a rural area of northern New Mexico. And I ran into a patient who was actually one of the very first patients in New Mexico. And on his medical record, his medication record, it said that he used cannabis. And this was something as a nurse I had never seen. So I started questioning him about that. And I began to learn more about the program that we had through our New Mexico Department of Health Services. And as I started to help other patients and see and investigate more about this, I realized that all that was available, and we love our flowers. We, I know you love flowers. I love flowers. But all that was available in New Mexico was flowers. Mm-hmm. And we had patients that needed smokeless alternatives because whether they were on oxygen or they were elderly and just needed salves and, and topical or, you know, tinctures, whatever the case may be, they were not available. So I started out of shared need for the patients, the first edibles and infusion companies in the, in the state of New Mexico, which was easy for me, Kyle, because I had been making plant medicines for, at this point, I've been making plant medicines for 20 years. And I learned from Native Americans and Hispanic curanderas about how to go into nature, gather at the appropriate time, the appropriate plants, give thanks back to Mother Earth for all that she gives us and go and prepare these medicines in the proper way with the proper energy and the proper spirit about us. And so cannabis is such a beautiful spirited plant that um, it has been a joy to work so right from the beginning, you saw that gap yeah. in, in the necessary treatment and you took it on for yourself. And, and, you know, that is another, that's a definition of an activist. You take that on and make it your mission. Tell Some me about- may call it dumb luck, Kyle. Dumb luck is in there too. <laughs> you know, I just fall into stuff and try to do what I can and, you know, then move on. But it's, it's fun. I can certainly relate to that. I mean, if I hadn't have smoked a joint with this guy in a head shop in upstate New York, I would have never met high times and I would have never had all these opportunities. But, you know, it's what you do once the door is open for you. You know, that's that's really important. Tell me about what is Healer's Way Dispensary Staff Training Program? So I have yet to hear anyone who's been running longer, but I am the longest running medical director for a dispensary. And part of my role as a medical director, which I've been since 2009, is to educate and train our staff about the medical applications of cannabis, the new trends products that are available, things that are going on. I just keep the staff up to date and teach them about the science as well. And so what I've done is develop this program that I can take from dispensary to dispensary and it's been replicated and really 
it was something that I was just kind of doing quietly to help these other dispensaries. But now it's become something where I'm getting a lot of referrals and we're seeing such great benefit from really educating our dispensary staff, whether we call them bud tenders or customer service representatives or whatever we call them. It's important that they're knowledgeable, not only about the plant and the strains and the products, but also the endocannabinoid system and knowing how these products will work within the body so that they can better help the patients make good choices for products. Right. And, and, you know, without a doubt, whatever you call marijuana, whether you call it pot or cannabis or grass or anything, you know, it is medicine. It is a drug, and I believe that all cannabis use is medicinal, whether you recognize it as such or not. So this is all really, I have so many questions here, I'm not sure where to go. Tell us, what is the endocannabinoid system, and what makes it so important? Well, that is the perfect place to go. Just as you were saying, that all use is medical use. And we go back to the U.S. government holding a patent on cannabinoids as neuroprotective protectants and antioxidants, specifically mentioning Alzheimer's and a few other diseases. So that to me and every other medical professional, when you see those words, neuroprotectant and antioxidant, those are preventative health things. So every use of cannabis is a medical use because it acts upon our endocannabinoid system, which is the largest signaling receptor system in our body. And we've known about it now, Kyle, for over 50 years because of the work of Dr. Raphael Meshulam out of Israel. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, this information about this highly important system, it's the homeostasis or balancing system for all of our other bodily systems. And so it's very important. But unfortunately, it is not taught in nursing schools, medical schools, pharmacology schools. It's not taught to them as a system because it's not recognized in medicine yet. But so it, will. It, it will. It will be. But it's interesting because they'll put a drug that's been on the market for six years or 10 years in a book for us to learn about. But yet a system that we've now known about for 50 years is still not in our medical books. So for me, that's the kind of stuff that fires me up and keeps me passionate about educating other healthcare professionals as well as the community who can then go to their healthcare care professionals and gently encourage them to investigate and research this information. Yeah, you know, I often point out that, you know, if cannabis was just good for one or two or three things, it probably would have been legalized a long time ago. It's the miraculousness of the fact that when you give a sample of cannabis to a hundred human beings and you ask them all the same questions, did it cure your headache? Did it help you sleep? Did it give you energy? Did it make you hungry? Did it make you, you just get different answers from different people because it, cannabis literally has the ability to give you what you need. And it's those differences and lack of being able to quantify and qualify milligrams per body weight is what's kept it out of the mainstream of pharmacopoeia. But, you know, we're, we're getting over that. As you said, we're, we're definitely getting over that because we're realizing that it is unlike any other drug and it is simply a miracle. Absolutely. This conversation is just getting started, but it is time for us to show our sponsors some Grow Show love. So sit back, take a deep toke, and we'll be right back with Nurse Heather. The Grow Show with Kyle Cushman will return once we cultivate through this short commercial break. 
Hurry, its temperature is shooting past 1,000 degrees Fahrenheit. It's burning up. I'm afraid for this little guy, it's just too late. What caused the problem? Only Dr. Dabber can maintain the perfect temperature for a smooth-tasting, slower burn. This standard vaporizer lost all of its health benefits, sending it up in smoke. So you're telling me that most vapor pens burn so hot they produce smoke, not vapor? Correct. Keep away from those standard vaporizer pens and turn to Dr. Dabber. Doctor's orders. Less heat, more flavor. Gondrepreneur.com, your guide to the cannabis business world. Gondrepreneur.com is a comprehensive resource for cannabis professionals and entrepreneurs. Download the Gondrepreneur app on your smartphone or tablet to catch up on cannabis industry news, scroll through our daily job listings, and learn about successful cannabis companies, executives, and investors. Gondrepreneur.com, helping Gondrepreneurs grow. Message the Stoner Jesus Show podcast. On CannabisRadio.com. Don't try to debate me on something. Motherfucker, I can't do many things well. But words are my shit. The Stoner Jesus Show. Live weeknights at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. Or find the Stoner Jesus Show podcast on demand at CannabisRadio.com and StonerJesus.net. Peace, bitches. Time to plant some more conversational seeds. You're listening to The Grow Show with Kyle Cushman, only on CannabisRadio.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to The Grow Show. We're talking today with Nurse Heather Manis, and we're talking about the endocannabinoid system. Heather, you told us a little bit what the endocannabinoid system is. Why is it important? It's important because, as I said previously, it is the homeostasis or balancing system for all of the other systems in our body. And so when we start to see someone getting diseased or having one of their systems break down, it's important to go right to the balancing system. And everyone's balance will be off a little bit. But what we do is we actually produce within our body, Kyle, endocannabinoids. Anandamide and 2-AG are two of those main endocannabinoids. Cannabinoids. But what happens when for some reason this balancing signaling system gets off, as you said, it seems to feed us when we need it. But when it becomes broken in some way or off balance, what we get is called a clinical endocannabinoid deficiency. And that term was coined by Dr. Ethan Russo. And so what we find about cannabis that's so beautiful is that it fits those receptors that are left empty from not producing enough endocannabinoids from within the body. And cannabis fits those receptors perfectly, some of those cannabinoids. So what we think of cannabis in medicine is a supplement because in in medicine, when a patient becomes deficient, whether it's vitamin B, B12, you know, calcium or whatever, iron deficiency, when you become deficient in medicine, we supplement. And cannabis is showing to be a perfect supplement for any disease related to endocannabinoid deficiency. Hmm. You're just even stronger solidifying how I felt that in my heart, I really believe that every human being on the planet can some way benefit from cannabis. You don't necessarily have to smoke it. You don't necessarily have to eat it. But I really, truly believe that cannabis is just good for the human body, for everybody. It is. And it's interesting to note that over the last 
70 years that it's been made illegal by prohibition, that in those 70 years, what we've seen, and your listeners need to think about this, you know, we've seen a huge increase in cancers and autoimmune disorders that we didn't really see prior to prohibition. And so now just having it available to us um, to, to treat these things that I believe could have been prevented had we continued to wear hemp clothing and get that CBD all over us or, you know, working with, the, you know, having to grow hemp. Any of these cannabinoids, whether it's cannabis or hemp, or I think just having all of it as part of our life is very healthy. And that's why I live my life that way. And I know you do too, Kyle Cushman. <laughs> I do. You know, I do believe that cannabis is good for you every day at whatever level you, you believe is good for you. That's, that's the wonderful thing about it, self-titration from a substance that truly provides health benefits uh, across the board. Um, and a non-toxic. It's non-toxic. As a nurse for me, I love cannabis just for being a tool that I can use for patients because it's a medication that I can't screw up and do a medication error on that's going right. to harm a patient. It's a very gentle plant medicine that, as you said, a patient can titrate for themselves and I don't have to worry that something is going to happen that will create you know, death or some sort of toxicity. Give me your opinion on how the quality of the medicine being utilized affects the patient's experience, you know, and level of relief. Well, I'm going to start with the obvious, and that is if I go into a dispensary and as a patient and there is medicine there that's been sitting around for a while, you know, maybe it was last year's harvest, it's just out there, I smell it, it, it doesn't have that great of a terpene profile, and then I go to a, you know, a, a top shelf strain that's fresh and lovely and has amazing terpenes, whether it's sun-grown or indoor. It's a quality of medicine that's you can smell it. You can see it. And the nose that's knows. Patients. A nose knows. And really what I tell patients when they say, I'll go to the dispensary and there's all these strains, what do I choose? I say, smell it. If it resonates with you and you get that yummy taste in your mouth, that's a strain you should be using. And the quality of the medicine, I am the supreme quality cannabis nurse Heather, and I've always <laughs> been such a, a stickler on this, even even been called a bitch in some cases. But, How about you know, snow? It's, it's just so important to make sh it's just so important to make sure that the quality of medicine right. that you are providing for a patient and yourself is the top quality. It's the same with your food. So, yeah, it's it's of high importance and terpenes are just the coolest thing. You know, we use aromatherapy to aid in all kinds of different diseases and symptoms and Cannabis has such a, you know, the beautiful smell so, and the terpene profiles. Oh my so let's, let's talk about educating patients and integrating friends and family and, and such. Typically, what are a new patient's greatest concerns when it comes to trying marijuana? What are they afraid of? Psychoactivity, hands down. That's always the issue. How is it going to make me feel? And so I do a lot of work with these patients who are worried about euphoria. And so I try to help educate patients 
about the difference between euphoria, which means it's a feeling of goodness and complete happiness and well-being, versus dysphoria. And Mm -hmm. dysphoria is a completely different situation. So I think when they're hearing about psychoactivity that we need to change it and say it's a euphoric feeling that kind of allows you to be released in some ways. And it's not if you take too much of an edible, you may feel a dysphoric effect. But please know if you lay down, get some water, try to sleep it off, that that will go away. No um, one's ever no died. Hard, no one's ever died. Ever. Absolutely. And, and, and so, ever, ever is a long, long time. And that's, that's really where we have to educate about the endocannabinoid system, that there are no receptors on the brain stem the same way that opiate receptors are on the brain stem, that that is where it, it controls your respiration. And so if you take too many opiates, we have these accidental overdoses all the time mm-hmm. because they can't control it. With cannabis, those receptors are not there around the area of controlling respiration. And so there is no way that you can actually overdose to the point of death. So yes, the euphoria is an issue. When we're dealing with parents of children who have epilepsy or Duvet syndrome, they want to start out a lot of times with their CBD. And they don't want to introduce THC because they're afraid of the psychoactivity. So they'll work with just CBD for a while and then as you know, you'll gain a little bit of a tolerance. So after about six or eight weeks, these parents will sometimes come to me and say, it's not working anymore. That's when we have to have the conversation about THC, not worrying about having the psychoactivity, recognizing that CBD brings down that psychoactivity. And that may be important for your listeners to know if they are having a psychoactive experience that is dysphoric, that the use of CBD will actually help mitigate that or bring down that euphoric effect. So it's just such a beautiful entourage effect that comes from this plant, not only from the plant, but within the body as well with the systems balancing. You know, it's very important to me that you pointed out the difference between euphoric and dysphoric. I often have conversations with Parents who are considering trying cannabis for the first time with their children for various ailments, and that is definitely the one thing that they bring to mind is that they don't want to get their kids stoned. And I often say, you know, if you've got a child who is autistic or just living some kind of terrible, in-a-box, stressed, tight life, and, and you give them a little bit of this and they smile... Your child may not be able to talk to you, but you can tell whether they're having a good experience or a bad experience. And, you know, just kind of go with that. Is it really so terrible to experience a little bit of euphoria along with the healing of your your ailment? Well, and, you know, I just spoke at during the Greenflower Media Cannabis Health Summit that was streamed online. And I spoke about cannabis and happiness and how it's good for your spirit. And that you're feeding right into it. That's another thing that that I also add to it is that these children are on many medications that leave them in what what is called a zombie-like state, or they're just having terrible side effects from the medications. Mm -hmm. So if the worst side effect that cannabis has is that it creates a little bit of euphoric happiness for a 
for a patient, I think that the parents are going to be okay with that once they understand that they're not a bad parent for getting their child high, because that's really what the fear is. I'm getting my child high. No, you are absolutely medicating your child with cannabinoids and using cannabinoid therapeutics, and it's a beautiful thing. I so agree. I really, really agree. And thanks for bringing up these subjects. You know, we do have to take another break. I've just decided on the fly that we're going to come back and do our third segment with Nurse Heather. I want to continue this discussion and we're going to forego the Ask Kyle for today. So let's give some more love to our sponsors and we'll be right back with Nurse Heather. The Grow Show with Kyle Cushman will return once we cultivate through this short commercial break. The next generation of vaporizers has arrived. Vuber vaporizers are blazing the way with unparalleled technology for oil, concentrate, or dry flower pens. Providing unsurpassed customer service and expert craftsmanship, Vuber vaporizers use cutting-edge technology, providing a power-packed, smoother vapor with a lifetime guarantee. Experience vaporizing the way it was meant to be, the Vuber way. Great websites today need expert web design and development and need to be e-commerce ready and mobile friendly. But building a marketable and profitable website can be an uphill climb. Ready to make your new website or replace your existing website? Think Orange as the new way to get in the black. Orange Hill Development works with Fortune 500 companies and offer the same top quality development service at a fraction of what other providers charge. Brands like Absolute, Carlsberg, and Nestle trust Orange Hill Development. Find out why you should trust your website with Orange Hill. Contact Orange Hill for a consultation today at orangehilldevelopment.com. Educator, author, and advocate, Dr. Mitch Earlywine is here to tackle the burning issues. And I'm here to clear up the myths about cannabis and burn them away with science. CannabisRadio.com presents a no-holds-barred platform that seeks to redefine and revolutionize the entire scope of the cannabis culture while opening the door for more to join the cannabis crusade. Dr. Kevin Hill. You can't ignore the fact that, like alcohol, most people who use don't have a problem. So I think that you need to think about policy in that way while educating people properly about marijuana. I think that's the way to go. Burning Issues, only on CannabisRadio.com. Time to plant some more conversational seeds. You're listening to The Grow Show with Kyle Cushman, only on CannabisRadio.com. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to The Grow Show on CannabisRadio.com. We are talking with Nurse Heather Manis, and we are talking all about the real, true, deep-seated health benefits of cannabis. And... What I want to start off this segment with is what are some of the major components of a well-rounded, healthy cannabis regimen? Wow, this is such a great question, Kyle, because I've been known to say, and I say it all the time, that cannabis is not a silver bullet. It's very, very helpful, but there are so many other things that for a healthy lifestyle and to really allow cannabis to be most beneficial is that first we need to look at our nutrition, make sure that we're putting into our bodies good things, that we're getting enough exercise, physical activity, as well as mental activity. So in addition to utilizing cannabis, whether it's edibles at night to sleep or inhaling cannabis throughout the day or whatever a patient uses 
tinctures or topicals, whatever, as mm-hmm. long as they're integrating in the healthy foods, the physical and mental energy and activity, then a patient is going to quickly find their life and their health getting better. Agreed. Here's a kind of maybe a silly softball. Have you ever seen anyone addicted to marijuana? No, I can't say that I have. I've seen a lot of people (laughs) addicted to opiates, and when they try to get off of it, it's really, really difficult. Anyone that wants to get off of cannabis pretty much gets off of it. It's not a physical addiction. If anything, there's more of a mental wanting for it, so it's a real bummer when you don't have it. You're a little bit irritated, but you don't see people, you know, breaking into a dispensary because they need to get high. It's, that's, right. not, that's not what we see. Right. They're not committing larceny so they can go buy an eighth. Absolutely. Yeah. We're right. not seeing that. <laughs> although, although our friends our, our friends on the right would have you believe that that is exactly what would happen. Well, here's the other thing. It's the community, Kyle. I mean, if a friend with weed is a friend indeed, right? If you need some cannabis, this is such a loving community that we, we take care of our own. We share with one another. We're happy to do that. And so, yeah, this, it's just such a community, really, mm-hmm. and it's really lovely that way. What should a patient say to their primary care doctor who opposes their use of medical marijuana? This is also a very important question, and and I have an answer for you. What I tell patients to do is if they have a specific condition, say it's cancer, and I'll just use that, you go on to the pubmed.gov, P-U-B-M-E-D.gov, and you search cannabinoid and your cannabinoids and your disease process. And what will happen is you'll find a bunch of research articles and choose one or two, just read the abstract if it seems relevant, choose one or two, print them off, go to your physician and say, I've been doing some research and I'd like to know your opinion about this. Can I leave this with you and can we discuss it on my next visit? Because you never wanna make a physician feel like they're being put on the spot or that they don't know something. And so you allow them the opportunity to research it and then have a conversation with the patient. If the physician absolutely will not have a conversation about it, that's when I say it's probably time to find another physician. (laughs) What do you tell a patient who tells you that they've heard horror stories about weed or even had a personal experience that was really bad. How do you convince them that this is really an effective treatment for a serious debilitating disease? Well, we talk about cannabinoid acids and juicing and how we can actually use the plant in raw form. The cannabis itself is non-psychoactive until it's been heated in some way, whether lit by a lighter or baked in an oven. And so there are many ways that a patient can use this plant without having a negative psychoactive experience. Now, those that have had maybe anxiety or something like that, we've found through a lot of work with patients that even if they at one point did have anxiety when they were in college using cannabis, that when they use it in a medical setting for their health, that a lot of that societal pressure and shame and anxiety fades away. And so a lot of the experience that they could have experienced had to do with their environment in which they use cannabis. Mm. Are there any resources that you'd like to mention that are available for medical practitioners who want to educate themselves on the therapeutic benefits of cannabis? 
Absolutely. There's a wonderful organization called the Society for Cannabis Clinicians. And you can go to their website. Again, that's SCC or Society for Cannabis Clinicians. And they have continued education for healthcare providers to go and learn about the endocannabinoid system and cannabinoid therapeutics. And it's a really wonderful source that I would highly recommend. As well as the Cannabis Nurses Magazine, you can go to CannabisNursesMagazine.com. And this is the first magazine that has an endocannabinoid system and cannabinoid therapeutics focus with all of the articles written by doctors and nurses. Fantastic. This has really been a great show. This is what you get when you have a real medical professional to talk to. Nurse Heather, thanks again for taking the time to come on the show. Can you tell us how best to reach you or where we might see you speaking in the future? Sure. I'll be all over this year speaking at various events, but you can find me on Facebook, Cannabis Nurse Heather. I'm also on Twitter with Canna Heather RN, and I'm also on Instagram. So come like me, tweet me, check me out, and I look forward to meeting all your wonderful listeners someday. Come out and listen to some of these great conferences that are going to be happening this year. Oh, beautiful. Thanks so much, Heather, for doing the show. That was a lot of fun. Unfortunately, we are out of time, so I have to thank our guests and producers for making the show possible. Please make sure to check out my website, kylecushman.com, where you can find out where to follow me on social media, upcoming events I'll be attending, and subscribe to my newsletter. You can find new episodes of The Grow Show every Wednesday by going to CannabisRadio.com or subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Thanks again for joining us. I'm your host, Kyle Cushman, and as always, please stay lifted. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited. 